The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. One last Sunday here talking baseball with everybody. Looking forward to it. All coming up next in the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody, for one more time. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast, you've listened to us all year, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, before we start, I just want to thank everybody for listening all year. This is our last episode of the season. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Jeff and everybody at Roadwire for having me on for another season. It's been fun. Uh, there's no shortage of work that goes into this podcast, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I love talking to Jeff every weekend. So I'm appreciative to him, appreciative to Roadwire, and appreciative to everybody for listening more than anything. Um, I get a lot of I get a lot of nice comments, whether it's in person at events or on Twitter or wherever it may be. So I, I do really appreciate everybody chiming in. It means a lot, and uh, love doing the podcast. So I just want to say thanks to everybody. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it, it's final Fab Sunday. Thanks to all who are uh, congratulations to all who celebrate. Um, I'm celebrating <laughs> the end of Fab. I am very happy that's done, uh, especially because this year in particular has not been a good year in the at least in the NFBC. Uh, which is where I kind of measure how I'm doing in a given year. But uh, yeah, um, other than that, well, it looks like my Reds are dead. I mean, they blew it. I mean, yesterday's loss pretty much ended the season. Uh, uh, but, I stuck in and blew a 9 nothing, 9 nothing lead. That was just unbelievable. And yet totally believable. But <laughs> uh, here, here we are. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but hey, I'm happy to have games that matter in September. So I guess yeah. when, they, when it, it just hurts more when, they, when, the, when things go badly. Uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, man, Raiders almost fumbled away the punt there at the end. Sorry. I got distracted for a second. Uh, but yeah, it's been a fun season. I've got some, I've got some irons in the fire. They're just not the irons. I was, I was hoping to have more irons and, you know, turn that iron into gold, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun stretch run and, you know, let's, let's finish strong. Right. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this week is almost impossible and we've talked about this week we'll talk about it a bunch we get into fab and stuff but this week's really tough but yeah it's been a very fun season uh obviously the the most fun part of it is talking uh talking baseball to you and everybody else my teams have been uh not up to my uh normal uh my normal hope and uh and how uh, how good they've been i do have one team that could sneak in a league win in the main event uh, it's a point and a half back right now uh, it's gonna be tough though i don't have a lot of room to gain i have a little bit of room to lose so it's gonna be it's gonna take a really good final week here so we uh we hope we can get it done there. It'd be fun to in, in, a, in a year that was down. If I could steal a league win, that'd be really fun. But uh, 
looking pretty solid for second place in that league. So at least that's some, some decent cash back there. But yeah, after last year, last year was really good. So this year has been a little bit down, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not, it's not easy. So it's, uh, you know, I kind of expected, uh, kind of expected a little bit low. We back at it, uh, back at it next year for sure. But uh, baseball, the, the, the races are definitely wild right now. They're still, still really good as we get to this last week. Uh, Texas, five wins in a row. Uh, the, Seattle was swept, obviously, by Texas. Houston got swept by Kansas City, which was the oh. craziest result of the weekend. That was nuts. A team that's 54 and 102 just swept the defending World Series champs, who are now 85 and 71. But th- this is Houston in a nutshell, though. They look good. They look great. Like, oh, they're the, they're gonna they're gonna win the West, and they're they're gonna the class is gonna will out, and then they get swept by the Royals. They yep. had early, like a week and a half ago, they had A's Royals week and they blew that too. I think they had A's Royals week again this week too. So, I mean, what are you doing, Houston? Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. They, I mean, they and they can not make the playoffs at all. It's not just yeah. like playing for the West. They're, They're half right game there. ahead of the Mariners. And the, the Blue Jays have pulled away a little bit. They're two ahead of uh, two ahead of the three, the two teams that are uh, fighting for third with Houston, Seattle. So it looks like it's, you know, Texas is a really good spot. Toronto's a good spot. Houston and Seattle for, for one, uh, for one spot here. And uh, I believe they play each other Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. That will be a lot of fun. Uh, Verlander, Javier, and Valdez against Castillo, Kirby, and uh, and Miller. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun series. Tremendous, yeah. Tremendous timing. Uh, and then Seattle gets Texas again, if I'm not mistaken, right? They do, uh, and they have a four gamer in Texas on the weekend. Yeah. At this point, they're almost hoping that Texas just rolls for the first couple of games of the week. So that 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 Texas may be like trying to set a playoff rotation or something. Uh, Jimmy G, same old Jimmy G. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Texas. It'd be interesting to see if what they do that weekend. If uh, although if one of Seattle or Houston sweeps, then Texas probably have to keep playing. If it's like a two-one, you'll see what happens. Texas plays uh, the Angels start the week, so that's a really good setup for them. The Angels are pretty much dead right now, so um, they've been dead for a while, but really, really dead right now. But so as we saw good. with Houston, Kansas City, that doesn't matter sometimes. You know, I think Kansas City's won six in a row, right? Yeah. Well, they're hey, they're excited about next year now. <laughs> they uh the a's officially can't catch him i believe it's uh i think it's officially they locked up the uh the dead worst record they uh they were right with kansas city there was there was almost the same amount of wins and now kansas city has six more based on this uh, winning streak and the ending the a's have lost 10 of 11 or something like that but uh yeah the a's are gonna lose 110 or 112 games jeff it's uh not great yeah it's it's not great at all but i it could have been worse for a while it was it could have been worse for a while which is really scary they had that like a a couple of de- decently warm runs where they kind of saved themselves, but man, it's been, they could have been, been 120 at one point there. Uh, yeah, it, there was, it was, it was a 120 ish, uh, you know, risk there for a while, but, yeah. uh, National League wild card. Uh, I think the Giants are, Giants are dead. Padres are dead, although they got, they got hot, but still, uh, still dead. The Giants, Giants and Padres are tied now. That's how yeah. far the Giants have fallen. Crazy. The Giants are under 500. Um, but we've got uh, Arizona, the Arizona's a half game ahead of the Cubs, two, three Miami, a game behind the Cubs and the Reds two and a half behind the Cubs, probably three teams for two spots. Unless the Reds went out, Reds only have five games this week. As you reminded me before we started on here, uh, they're going to go five and oh, pretty much. Yeah. And it's, uh, Cleveland and St. Louis also, which on paper, you're like, oh, okay, except Cleveland and St. Louis would both love to just damage the Reds that they would bring them. No, nothing would yeah. bring them greater pleasure than that for that to happen. Um, you know, had tip to the Pirates this week. I mean, they took two out of three from the Cubs and two out of three from the Reds. Really shaped this in a wild card race. I mean, they're playing hard down the stretch. Um, they they have a better record. They're three games over on the Mets right now. Yeah. 
Um, they're they're ahead of the Mets. They they're, ahead, ahead. they're ahead of the Nationals. They're third in their division. It's pretty pretty solid. For a while, they were ahead of the Padres, but the Padres have won nine out of ten. Just yeah. just if you're a Padres fan, how frustrating is this? They so, went like a so seven Padres. game winning streak. Yeah, they, they're plus ninety one in run differential, and they need the miracle of all miracles. I don't think they're officially eliminated yet, but they're five games behind the Cubs. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah pro- and, and, no, they're, and the real problem is there's two other teams in between there. So if yeah, the Cubs, as always, yeah, the Cubs lose every game, either Miami or Cincinnati is going to take advantage of that. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're dead. Yeah, it's, the Padres seven and twenty two and one run games, zero and twelve and extra inning games. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't. It's it's wild. It's just a, you never you don't see anything like that. It won't happen again. But yeah, plus ninety one. Uh, tough year. What are the Padres doing in the offseason? Are they just kind of go back what they are, or are they going to? They got to run it back. Except I don't know about the finances. Plus, you can't run it back because they got all these free agents. That's the real problem for them. Because Hater Hater's a free agent, right? Hater's a free agent. Lugo's a free agent. I think uh, who else is? Uh, oh, Snell's a free agent. Um, and then uh, Waka can opt out if I'm not mistaken too. And I think if I'm if I'm Waka, I, I opt out too. Uh, so that yeah, that's like some big loss, a good, a good spot, a good time for Waka to opt out in his career right now. And they got to figure out the whole issue with what they're going to do with Juan Soto. That's yeah, because he has Soto has has one more year arbitration left, I believe. Uh, yep, that's it. And he's a free agent after 2024. So I mean, it, it's it's on for them to decide. And he's a Boris client, so he's almost certainly going to hit free agency. Yeah. And he's going to get probably thirty million in his arbitration for also right. He had twenty three million this year. Yeah, he's on a twenty seven game on base streak. I'm seeing that flash across my screen right now. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, he and he's been amazing during this stretch for them. He's actually been pretty good since a, his terrible start. What are you doing with Soto next year? How are, how far does he fall before you're you're clicking that button? It's really hard, and I need to like dig in this offseason to figure out what to do about stolen bases because he's someone that you know you're gonna get eight to ten, but he's not a stolen base guy. I really struggled with this year. This year with so many more stolen bases, the 80th percentile for stolen bases went up like 50 or something like that. It was like, yep. crazy what you needed. But I think that I I think maybe I did a little too much of everybody's just steal a little bit more, so I'm just gonna draft the way I used to. But it's the guys who stole stole a lot more. The guys yeah. who don't steal. Still didn't start stealing all of a sudden. It's like you, with a few exceptions, like Freddie Freeman going crazy. Uh, Soto actually was more than usual. Um, that that was nice, but you're right. It, it, it he really, still was in that like. I mean, he had six, nine, six, eleven. Like he's still kind of in that range. It's it like wasn't like Happy too. Fun Ball where like yeah. everybody went. I mean, even where, then, it wasn't the distribution wasn't like yeah. even in terms of improvement. But it was certainly like everybody benefited a little bit. Whereas right. happy fun legs, um, you know, it's definitely if you're slow, if you're Jeff Erickson on the base pass, you're still not stealing bases. Right. Um, you know, I know you're faster than Jeff McNeil. You probably would have stolen a few bases. No, I'm a better outfielder than Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil is just faster than me. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's it's debatable at this point. Yeah, I think I'm I heard not, you say you're faster, too. I am not fast either. I definitely <laughs> would not claim that. I wouldn't even claim I'm faster than you, so I don't know. I don't know yeah, you're that. definitely faster than me. I, I, I maybe I could be in the best shape of my life, and you'd still be faster than me. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm a I, slow human. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, you look at Soto, and it was it was struggled early, but still, 32 home runs, 101 RBIs, 270. All the hard hit stuff is way up. Strikeout rates are a little bit up, but still really good. He walks. The, I think that. If he gets to the middle of the second round, I think that uh, it obviously depends who I take first. It's always that, you know, that thing. But I think that I still got to gotta do it and figure out the stolen bases after. He's just so good a hitter. And I don't think we've seen that big ceiling season that we're going to get out of him. I think we're going to see 
I mean, his high, his career high in home runs is 34. Yeah. RBIs is 110. He had the 350 season, but that was the that was the COVID year. There's one of these years where he's going to be like a 330, 43, 125 guy, and I, I'd love I'd love to be on board for that. I kind of dream on him being in a, a good hitters park again, too. You know, yeah, that would help too. Thing. Yeah, it, it's funny. Paul Sports said there's 47 guys with 20 plus stolen base. I mean, it's just that was it's double the number of last year. There's two guys with 60. I think there's. I think there were a couple of guys with 40 last year, and there was like eight or nine with 40 this year. Yep. It's just uh, all the guys that stole some just stole a lot. Yeah. And then, I mean, the power is up a little bit too across baseball. I mean, it's hard to hard for it to be lower than last year, but yeah. Is it, uh, do you, is it a, a, a decent amount above or just a little bit above? I got to look that up again. Uh, I'm, I'm doing that while I'm talking. That, you know, I, I'm good at asserting things and then sometimes having to, to, to check my facts on that. But at last I checked it was, let's see, Home runs, yeah, it's significantly up. So last year is 1.07 homers per game, per, te- per team per game. It's okay. 1.21 this year. It's like uh, similar to job, 2021. Yeah. yeah, there's six. I was looking at there's six guys with 40 steals uh, Nico Horner, CJ Abrams, Bobby Witt, Corbin Carroll, Estuary Ruiz, and Ronald Acuna. Only three of those guys were taken in the top three rounds. The rest of those guys were readily available pretty deep in the drafts. I mean, Ruiz flew up in the main events. He was in like seventh, eighth round, but Horner and Abrams, I mean, you could get, you get them wherever you wanted to. If you target those guys, it's been, those are the type of guys that I'd missed on. Well, especially Horner. Yeah. Horner. I mean, oh, I mean, especially Abrams, you could get super yeah. cheap. Yeah. Horner, you had to pay a little bit and some people weren't yeah. on him. I, I heard very people on it. Very few people that were on Abrams. And I know someone will say that they were and they'll point to it. And that's great. Uh, but, uh, and so CJ Abrams, what do you do with him next year? He's an interesting case. He and Lane Thomas, both. I'm, I'm very curious to hear your opinion on both of them. Yeah. I mean, Abrams is interesting because he was a gigantic prospect. Remember, I, we, I think I picked him last year in the main event because he was going to make the team and then uh-huh. it, it just didn't work out. He looked overmatched. It's tough because he doesn't really do a lot of things. I like when I, I see a guy, but he, he's, he's improved a lot Up 5% in, in hard hit up 5% in barrel. The strikeouts are good. He's walked. More than he did last year, but man, 43 steals, 18 home runs. I'm pretty sure someone's going to take him before I do, but I mean, where's he going? He's like, we're talking, probably talking like a fourth rounder next year, third rounder. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, this is one I think I'm going to have to run the numbers a little bit here too. Check out, uh, and, you know, see some of these, you know, stupid early drafts like uh, D. Pietro's league, which I know I, I want to be, you know, reemphasize. I, I think someone was making the point to me. Uh, I think Will, uh, Will Garofalo, I think it was, I was pointing it to me. This is not a, this was not a mock draft. This is a real draft. This is just the, you know, it's the ridiculously early draft and they're going to play it out, uh, which is so crazy and awesome at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think he's probably a third rounder by the time we draft in March. I can't do that. I don't think I can do that. I think I need to go fourth or fifth on there, but we'll see. I mean, I just, yeah, I just think a young guy, prospect pedigree, everybody's going to want to grab him for that next step up. I just, I think he's going to be popular. Yeah. I, I still think he's kind of an unfinished hitter though. So I don't know. We'll see. I kind of think Lane Thomas is a bit of an unfinished. Hitter. I probably will not have Lane Thomas. He's had a great year, 26 home runs, 19 stolen bases, not a ton of hard contact, a lot of strikeouts, not many walks. Someone's probably going to take Lane Thomas before I do also. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I'm thinking about Abrams more. I think if he goes like the sixth, fifth, yeah, sixth or seventh, then I'm in. I'm in on that. Uh, yeah, but no, third, I'm no not. He, there's no way he gets there. It'd be third, fourth for sure. You're, you're you're usually not wrong on these things. 
I just the young guy, young guys with hype, people just want to take yeah. them, especially in those. Maybe in I those, need to dig in, in on him a little bit more yeah. too. That's like one I need to do a little bit more. Do my own research. You're not so. you're not prepped for 2024 drafts yet. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to take a nice little break from before. I a, as one would point out from my NFBC uh, record this year, I wasn't prepped for. I'm still not prepped for 2023. <laughs> uh, Abrams actually dropped in one of my main events. He was the he struggled for a, a long time, and he was uh, mm-hmm. he was dropped in one of my drafts. Uh, Zach Waxman picked him up, and it's rocketed up to the top. Uh, with, with with picking up Abrams, so it's it's wild that someone that good was actually dropped in the main event league. Yeah, it happens from time to time. It does. Uh, these young guys that just the light turns on, and then all of a sudden, boom. There was the famous year where uh, Steve Jupinka won the overall, and he picked up. But uh, he was the, in the one league where Mike Trout got dropped. Uh, yep, the, the I year, do remember the first that. Year Trout went off, and he. Uh, were you guys? Were you in that draft too? No, uh, I was okay. in the next table over. All right. Um, and I that was the year where I was third overall at the All Star break, and then didn't even finish third in my league. So that was pretty cool. Um, Those years are always fun. At least they don't stick Nick with Nick at, at least you don't remember it. Nick Casavetes uh, drafted Trout and held on to him all that time, and just roared right past me and all uh, that. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, he was in the one league that Trout uh, Trout got dropped. So it just it does happen. It's wild, but uh, so we we was talking about how twenty twenty was a little bit tough. Uh, what lessons are you taking from twenty twenty three? What are you learning from this year that you think you will uh, take into twenty twenty four and uh, help you draft uh, draft uh, some better teams next year? Well, sure. for for starters, the speed. You know, my targets got to change on that for sure. Um, yeah, I overcompensated. I think a year ago, I think uh, you know, funny thing is, my hitting is actually better in some leagues. My pitching has been horrific. Um, and I need to re reassess like what I did with starting pitching in the first 10 rounds. I need to be stronger there. Yeah. The, I have two of them, but pitching is one of them. I think the pitching depth is what I I'm looking at. Cause I have a team, yep. my team in the, uh, in the Vegas, uh, Vegas main event has Cole, Logan Webb, Jordan Montgomery, Sonny Gray. And so I think someone else that threw a lot of like guys that threw a ton of innings and really good innings too. Mm-hmm. And you think like this should be a good team. My pitching's terrible. My my wins are bad. But like what are you gonna do? Sonny Gray never got. He got eight wins all year, even though he had. Ugh, three, I, I know that acutely. Yeah. But my strikeouts, my strikeouts are bad, and my ratios are just kind of okay, just because I didn't get any depth. Like it just you get even if you think you have good pitching, you don't. Like you just need, you're gonna always need depth at some point. I look at my six seven eight starters every single week and they're awful and i never addressed it never found anybody all these there was guys that were on waiver waivers that i didn't get um so i think pitching depth is something i definitely focus on i think that uh, you, you want those front five guys but man you need you need that depth too because i you, you end up throwing a lot of guys who are really bad and just kills all all the good the good guys do i have yeah i have over 180 innings from four pitchers all with an ear under three four my pitching is not very good which is really hard to do yeah well I, I remember a I have, year ago. I have 35 pitching points with those four guys who have all been great for a lot of innings and been healthy. Yeah. A year ago, I had a team where I went two months without streaming one starting pitcher. That was beautiful. Yep. I just had great starting pitching depth. They stayed healthy. I think one of the things, too, is we got to figure out the health effects of what happened this past year, too, because I think, you know, you lose four or five starting pitchers and it's over. Like my, my one gladiator team, I think I had two pitchers healthy at one point. Still might. Um, and that's just impossible. It's yeah. just, again, the Gladiator League is. Was Gladiator like, the one with 23 and no bench at all? Correct. And okay. no changes and whatever. Um, no, yeah, just, I'm going to, I got to figure out the profile of what pitchers stay healthy and are still good <laughs> in this. 
Uh, the, you know, Scott White always calls it the glob um, with uh, starting pitchers, and I don't know if he's the, he's the first to call it that or someone else called it first. But you know, the glob is, is massive. You know, and the glob is where you know pitchers can be good, but they can also get just crushed to any yeah. given moment there. So um, I need to do a better job of like figuring out how to stay on top of it or embrace it and just to keep it holy. I don't know. Yeah, mine is really working on uh, like rounds ten through twenty-two and mm-hmm. finding guys in that range because that's where you. Oh, was that Paul that did that first? I'm so sorry. Sorry, Paul. Wow, Paul, he's stealing your good, stuff good, already, man. Uh, no good credit. Friend, friend of the uh, podcast, frequent commenter, and I, I, I falsely attributed it. I mean, I think Scott has used it, uh, but I, Paul did it first. Sorry, sorry, Paul. My bad. Oh, I, I tell people you're a good human all the time, so we'll call it even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and my other thing is to trust. Uh, I, I think it's trust the process is probably where I'm at. But I had so many guys look at my spreadsheet and like where I went in the draft. There's so many guys late that I had bolded that I didn't draft. And it's one of those things like it's so stupid. Like there's just players if they're if I like them and they're in the 20th round, like I should have a couple of those on. I have three main event teams. Like I had Justin Steele bolded on my list, didn't take him in any drafts. Like if someone goes that late, there's no way if you like him, you have him bolded, you want it, he's a target for you. There's no way you shouldn't make sure you focus on that. So I'm gonna try like and I I as I research and go through each player, that's when I bold stuff. Like I like something, I do it. I don't have a lot of guys that are bolded. There's not that many, it's not gonna bold everybody. Um, but just like missing out on guys that I found during my research and did, and not getting is has been frustrating and something that if I lose with those guys, I'm okay with that, but I can't not win with the guys and not get them. Yeah, uh, that that's just the worst feeling in the world when you're on a guy and you don't get him. Yep. Yeah, and then, then he, he dominates. That's really well. And then he dominates. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's where kind of kind of I'm at. You know, if I if I do my research and I I miss I miss or I get something wrong, I can live with that. But doing the research and, and finding someone you like late, not getting him is just it's it's maddening. It should it should probably mm-hmm. just you find a way to make that not happen. Like I I look back and there's two or three picks I took instead. We're like, hey, you know, I figured at the time. Oh my god! I need a middle. I better get any middle possible, and just like figure that out later, and get the guys you like, and then kind of build it in the back. Yep. And you're always gonna be able to find someone that's decent there, and whoever you're taking around 18 as a middle, like it's not gonna be somebody you love anyway. So I just, I just messed up there, and like worried about uh, you know filling categories or filling stats. Which get, get guys I like in those rounds, and figure out the the actual the actual positions a little bit later. I think that's even worse than being on a guy getting him everywhere and then he flops i think that's the i that that, that, that stinks but at least okay i'm just wrong about the guy you know when when you're on a guy and you don't get him ugh, it's when awful. you're right and it does you no good at all like that's terrible yeah exactly i mean at least for me i get the concept of like i, I helped people and that's great right. um if i actually hurt if i actually go to the wall and <laughs> tell the guy and he he, he stinks that kind of sucks too uh, I mean, I, you're on the air a lot, obviously a lot more than I am. Like, I don't like to do that either, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but not, not getting, uh, not getting somebody, especially the guys late, like the guys in the first five rounds, like sometimes you just can't do anything about it. Somebody, For sure. somebody jumped you or you can't get everybody there. Like, I don't really worry about those guys. There's a lot of guys there right. that everybody likes, but it's those uh, back half of draft guys. That I'm going to make sure I focus on getting, if I like them, I like them for a reason that I should, I should grab them. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's jump into uh, let's jump into this week. Uh, this is the uh, this is the hardest week of the year, Jeff. It's uh, it, it's impossible. You just kind of have to throw out there what you got, uh, especially this next weekend. Next week, next weekend, starters are going to go three innings. Starters are going to get scratched. Guys, you think are going to make two starts aren't start hitters are going to play one and a half games out of the three mm-hmm. this weekend. But 
Um, still, we still got to play it through uh, the first half of the week. We'll probably see a lot of action just because there's teams that a lot of teams that need to win still. Um, seven games week, Yankees, Texas, and Seattle. The Yankees, Arizona game was moved, uh, got rained out this weekend, moved to Monday. So they play seven this week. Uh, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Rockies uh, have seven on in the NL side. Jeff, we got four teams with five games this week. That's kind of crappy for the last week of the season. Um, yep. Tampa, Cincy, Cleveland, and Washington all have five games a week. That's tough. So definitely something to watch for sure there as you set your lineups here. Those four teams only have two games in the front half of the week here. Well, you know, Tampa is pretty well locked into where they're going to be too, right? Yeah. So that one, Cleveland and Washington, they, they shouldn't they shouldn't change them really that much except for the fact that, you know, hey, they, they just you get fewer chances than them. Cincy yeah. is the interesting one. I mean, they're fighting for it, but they're also like they could be eliminated by Tuesday. Or Wednesday, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I get yeah. so frustrated them sitting in Carnacion Strand over a couple weeks ago. And he homers uh, like every uh, game that he's sitting. I was like, dude, just play the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. It was driving me nuts. I was like, I sat him one of those times too. So he wasn't playing Friday. And I was like, oh, I can't use him. And then he homered Saturday and Sunday. I was like, oh, well, and the thing that's annoying too is like they, <clears throat> they, 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 didn't do what they, you know, I'll, I'll let the, the trade deadline thing go a little bit, but like, even like those, those waiver guys, like Renfro is now gone. They yep. just DFA to him. Um, and then uh, of course Bader's hurt. Cause that's what he does. Um, he does like, do that well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, ah, okay. So I guess we're now like, okay. You know, you got no, no add-ons except for the great mall, uh, the mall of America. And that's it. Is that Sam mall? Yes, it is. Yeah. I think he was on the A's at one point. He, they got him from the A's. They, oh, they get him from the A's? Yeah, they did. Um, <clears throat> didn't quite work. No, getting relievers from the A's usually doesn't work very well. Actually, I don't even think he's that terrible. But, I mean, it's just like, that's your big add-on? Right. Come on. Uh, if you're picking up offense this week, uh, the Rockies are home all week. Uh, it's a pretty big uh, pretty big note there. One of those games is a doubleheader, so you probably lose some at-bats there, guys. Probably play one and sit the other. But they have four against the Dodgers. Three against Minnesota this weekend. Minnesota's wrapped up kind of where they are. Um, so maybe uh, and they're moving up. They moved up Sunny Gray earlier this week. So who knows who Minnesota throws this weekend? I, I, I imagine that they'll um, be kind of some short starts, maybe some bullpen arms in there. So Colorado looks really good this week. Um, Yankees look good. Uh, Arizona, three against Toronto, three at KC. Some good mm-hmm. matchups there. And the Yankees actually have guys you can pick up. They're playing all their young guys. There's a, you know, a lot of those guys are kind of floating on and off the waiver wire as we go through the season. Uh, anybody else you like this week is some sneaky offensive ad weeks. I mean, I, I'd be careful about the Dodgers though. I mean, and they're, they're pretty well set, right? They are. Um, I'm trying to think if there is, they, they don't think they, they, they have get, a chance to catch the Braves. Um, they're 96 Bra- Braves are four games over them. So, Brewers, I mean, they're Brewers pretty much locked them, into right? the second seed. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd be very careful. Like Clayton Kershaw I may not do anything, you know, and you don't want him pitching in cores anyhow. But uh, you, you may not get those cores of bats that you think you're getting. Yeah, I like that. They, they face four righties. So I kind of like the, if you're going to do anything like the David Peralta, Jason Hayward um, stuff in there. Like I think, they yeah, play, that's true. They probably play three of those four, those guys. Hayward's mm-hmm. actually been hitting well. So I, I picked up Hayward in a couple of leagues. Um, but I think they're going to kind of the fridge guys, but yeah, I mean, Freeman's going to sit a couple games. Betts will sit a couple games. I know Freddie's going for like the doubles uh, record, whatever he's going for, but uh, I still think, and I think that Mookie, the Mookie MVP stuff is done. I think Acuna has got that wrapped up. So I think that's kind of gone too. Yeah. He went 40, 40. Uh, I mean, it's, he went it's, 40, 70. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That's and he's just, hitting three, he's hitting three thirty-five. by the way, too. Yeah, I know. Right. That's crazy. Um, Mookie's had an unreal year. Matt Olson's at like, 
153-135 or something like that. He's not even in the discussion, which is just crazy. And there's a good chance like the game won't matter for their opponents either. Um, San Francisco is almost certainly going to be eliminated. They're on the road. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like they're going to play them for the fans or even anything like that. Although I don't think they do that anyhow. I don't think they're that sentiment driven. But, you know, the point o- is the only yeah. the only thing is they have four days off after the season ends or five days off. Yeah, um, so I think that's the only thing with some of these teams that have the one and two seed. They, they play a little more than they used to just yeah. because it's not one or two days off. They got like a, they got like almost a full week off in between. That's yeah, true. That's true. Um, I don't think that'll bother them that much. They're used to that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of tough in baseball. It is. Uh, I don't know, but sometimes just resting is good too. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are. I just wonder if they, since they have that rest built in, when yeah. they have that re- re- the rest built in, they don't feel like they need to do it as much last week. Perhaps, but I yeah. think what you'll see is like pitchers go three innings. I think you definitely see that, and you'll see bets come out in the sixth or seventh. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be like spring training. Yeah, there you go. You lose. You lose. You lose some at bats. You the starters are definitely. Like, there's no reason to risk those guys. Those guys need the rest. You see a lot of three-inning outings from a lot of teams, even teams that aren't in it. A yeah. lot of those guys uh, go an inning or two, and that's it. That, that's it. Yeah. Ah, excuse me, Coffin. Um, no problem. Yeah, the Twins are interesting, too, because they're the Twins are pretty much locked into where they are, too, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I guess they no, could catch the West, maybe, but probably not. They're four games behind Texas. It's pretty funny to see, like, you look at the standings and – all four other division opponents already eliminated from the playoffs there uh, for the rest oh, of the AL, that's AL, right. AL Central there. They uh, got like, the little E next to them. That's beautiful. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the Twins are nice. They have three against Oakland, three at Colorado. Again, you know, I think we're looking at a, a, a stretch here where the Twins probably uh, platoon and sit some guys too. And well, they, well, they already got their injured guys on the IL too, though. I mean, Royce Lewis yeah. back on the IL. I had to uh, cut him in friends and family. That sucked. Um, Correa, okay, uh, that didn't hurt as much, but uh, still. It's just is Correa done? Is Correa done? Done or is he day to day? He's on the IL. I don't know if he is done. Done though. I thought he's on the IL. I need to double check on that, but pretty sure he is. I knew that Royce Lewis was. I didn't know if Correa was or not. Yeah, uh, I expected back for the core series over the weekend. So he was on the IL. They expected to play on September. So he's going to be played last weekend. Gonna be nice, rich ironies that Carlos Correa is going to win somebody a fantasy league after being such a dud this year. Four, four homers in Corza last weekend. Yeah, Tim Anderson four home. No, okay, come on, slow down there. <laughs> he still has one, Jeff. It's one. I really want him to finish with one. By the way, I'd be really mad if he hit like three the last week. He doesn't even play every day. He was like zero for eight in the series, so he sat today. He's you know, it's so bad. Just our, our friend Anthony Gialdi asking, do you play the postseason MLB contest ML- NFBC? I actually do. I finished uh, second overall two years. What was the what was the year the Braves won? Two years ago? Yeah. I was second overall. One more uh, Austin Riley home run. I would have won the whole prize, but I was I was second. That was the year that you and I did the podcast. And I predicted the whole uh, I predicted the whole That's right. series That's right. by series. I haven't done that yet this year. I have to look at it. But uh, yeah, I, I finished second in that one. So I do. It's fun. Uh, it's 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 tough. You gotta you pretty much have to. That's the one where you have to predict who's going to win because you once you get to the second round, you have to load up on the teams that are advanced because it multiplies. But it's a it's a fun contest. I really like it. Yeah, it is. I'll probably do an entry. Yeah, I will definitely have uh, one or two in there too. No. Uh, let's jump into uh, let's jump into Fab this week. There was uh, there's people you know everybody's uh, looking for that uh, that special special ad that's going to put them over the top. But first, a note from our partners at AG One. 
Uh, AG1 is the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune support, immune system support. And also I absolutely hate taking pills. That is very true. That is not a line in the read. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes really good. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting my long days. It makes me feel ready to take on my day, and I feel like I'm doing something good for my body. Since I've been drinking AG1, I notice an overall feeling of health plus sustained energy, improved digestion, and most importantly, support for mental health, uh, mental clarity, and mental focus, which I really need. Uh, covering my nutritional basis for the day couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing every morning, and I'm all done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole source whole food sourced ingredients. Absolutely costs less than $3 a day, which is pretty darn good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high-quality source ingredients. really a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash roto. That's drinkag1.com slash roto. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Jeff, let's talk hitting first. Uh, you know, if you need, uh, there's there's many, many leagues where um, I've had over the years where one RBI, one run, one home run makes the difference. I had a, uh, an NFBC league like four or five years ago where, I think it was Gregor Blanco scored a run in the last game that actually won the league for me, which was uh, horrifying because I've had to go the other way. So you feel kind of bad, but uh, you're pretty happy about that. So it does come down to it. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're looking for some hitters this week, uh, was there anybody that jumped out to you? It was like, um, I'm grabbing him for this final week and hoping to get you know a couple home runs or a couple steals or five RBI, something like that. So in one league, we were just searching for stolen bases, and we went with Jacob Young, even though he's got five right. games. Um, stolen eight bases in the last month uh, for the Nats. Sure. 
okay, why not? It was him or Miles Straw. You know, two guys with five games this week. We decided never, to never never go Miles Straw. If there's a question. Yeah, never Miles Straw. It's like yeah, for sure. That's a straw man argument. You were just waiting for that one. Yeah, actually, it wasn't. It just kind of came to me, but yeah, probably used it before too. At the same time. Our friend Justin Mason. Is it a main league just like that? There's a three-way tie for first. Wow, that is that is crazy oh. with a week left. That is horrifying. Don't look at the live standings night by night. That's my only advice right there. Oh. Um, stolen bases, did you look at Forest Wall at all Atlanta? We talked about guys that are you're gonna be sitting uh, teams are gonna be sitting guys. I think that Atlanta probably gives you know a guy off a, a game as, as we go to the week here. And Forest Wall was called up 52 stolen bases in triple A this year, 52 stolen bases in triple A last year. Only 90 games this year at AAA with the Rays, 52 stolen bases. Already has three this year. He's only had uh, 10 plate appearances. He got three stolen bases. Seems like he just gets on runs. Yeah. he Today could be the day he's going to save you in stolen bases. Is that an Oasis joke? Yeah, it was. Wow. Sorry. I don't know if you're going to Forrest Gump or Wonderwall, but you went Wonderwall. Yeah. Uh, uh, there'll be others. I hope so. Uh, what about any other offense? Uh, Evan Carter is uh, is a guy that he was only 72% rostered in the main event, uh, playing almost every day for Texas. He's 21 years old, but um, on fire here in his, his major league uh, you know debut, hitting 318. He's got uh, hit a homer today, and he's got three, four home runs, three stolen bases, and 54 plate appearances. Someone that like you just never know, and just like yeah. if you're looking for someone that's, that's hot, you might catch some fire right now with Evan Carter. For sure. Um He's been he and Josh Young coming back have really kind of yeah. given the, the Rangers a little kickstart there. And you know, Carter was he's been a stud prospect. He's he had a little stretch of the summer where he, he struggled and then he did it again. And they've got another too. I mean, you know, next year, I mean the kid they drafted this year, uh, you know, is already banging down the door at triple A. I'm almost surprised that they didn't like think about like, oh, okay, maybe we'll just go ahead and call him up uh, you know, for this last week of the season. But uh it, it, it's crazy. Uh, the Rangers, like they spent all this money and it's the young kids that are going to be the thing that key, keys them to winning the West. Yeah. I mean, you combo, you combo some good young players and spending some cash. That's a really good combo right there. Yep. Uh, what, speaking of young guys that got called up, uh, junior Caminero in, in, in Tampa, they only have five games this week. I don't know how much he'll play, but did you, uh, did you kind of venture down there at all? No, because of the five games, but, uh, and because you just, the Rays, they may just be trying to give him a taste. Um, yeah. but He's, I mean, he, kind of he's important, a stud. It's an important taste. I mean, he had, he had yeah, 50 Wyatt Langford, as Paul was saying about the Rangers. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, hey, they call him up. He's hitting fifth yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's the thing is if he's ready, he's ready, I guess. Right. Yeah. Losing, losing Brandon Lau was big for them. Like he's quietly been pretty darn good in the second half. And especially against righties, that's a, that's a big bat. He's out four to six weeks. So he's finally back to the playoffs either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Caminero is going to have a bigger role than I'm giving. I'm, um, estimating here it was just it was just tough with five games i mean it's just hard to yeah just, you, you can't play in the first half of the week and the second half of the week the raise them to play for he's dh eligible dh only which uh, forest law forest wall was also too yeah um, so that makes it tough if you have a if you have a jd martinez something like that you can't really play him but uh yeah i don't know i mean he's, he's just stud and he's hitting the middle of the lineup for them yeah yeah he, he's just great year and he kind of was a wasn't a pop-up prospect but he's a prospect that uh definitely stepped up in class big time this year too race always seemed to do that um and if i recall correctly you know he was part of the cleveland organization wasn't he is uh i don't remember i'm gonna look that up but uh, this is also going to be more uh, great live uh radio here as i talk about it but i thought i saw a tweet about this like that 
is another one that the uh, Guardians. He was, he was uh, 2021 is the Cleveland Developmental League. Yeah. Who did he get uh, dealt for? Jeff, I only had one answer to your question. Ah, oh, come on. I, okay, well, I'll look that up too while we're talking. There'll be more great radio to look up there, but um, while you're while you're looking that up, did you go back in on our uh, good friend of the podcast, Matt McLean, all this week? He's supposed to be back on Tuesday for our Reds. Uh, I saw him uh, swing and run today, so it looked pretty good. Uh, did you kind of did you jump back in on that again? Five games was tough. It was tough. Uh, and the so Reds now. don't freaking play everybody every day. They have such a glut well, right now. Yeah, they do, but I mean, I, I mean, if he's ready, he's ready, and then and they yeah. should, and I, I think they should play him on a regular basis. I mean, th- their bats have been hurting at September. I mean, you know, yes, I know, not notwithstanding the blown win, yes, uh, on Saturday, but I mean, for the most part, the batting has surprisingly been the thing that's really let us down. Um, you expect the pitching to struggle a little bit there, but uh, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. I don't see the trade. I, I look at the common arrows, uh, his page on uh baseball reference and it doesn't show the trade. So, uh, eh, I'm going to move on. Acquired him in November, 2021 for right-hander Tobias Myers. Oh, wow. Good catch. Thank you. I don't know who Tobias Myers is, but I know he got traded for uh junior common arrow now. Yep. Um, what else do you on offense? Uh, Joe Adele is back in our lives. Hit a hit a home run, a home run or two this week. Um, Mark Vientos in New York. I picked him up last week. Three homer week this week. I picked him up in all, I think all three main events. He was a nice, uh, finally uh, playing every day. Finally seems to be uh, comfortable. I really like him as an ad this week. If you can pick him up, playing every day. I just I think you're mm-hmm. looking for guys who are playing every day with some talent. Uh, Got to go with that. Bobby Dalback is back in our lives. Uh, uh, Tristan Cases is out for the year. Um, so Dalback, I think he's played the last six games. Is someone that you know if you're looking for a a two or three home run week and that wins your league. Like that's someone that could do that. Actually, I picked him up in friends and family. Cause I needed someone who could play first base. Cause Christian Walker got rained out yesterday. Um, ah, so nice. I just, how many, like, how many moves you got left there? I got like three or four. I, I'm not going to catch you. I think I have uh, three. I've been trying to figure out how to, uh, how to parse them out here. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I did a ton of moves this week, this past week. I was down to like 30. I had like 36 as of like Friday. And I was like, okay, I got it. Got to can't take them with me. So you cannot uh, take it. I don't think you transfer to next year, Jeff. No, I cannot. There's no bonus for like winning with few unused moves. I picked up a uh, Jesus Sanchez and he struck out against Rowdy Telez. So I took that as a bad sign as that, that was not a good pickup. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, it was, it was beautiful. You got, you got, it can't strike out against the, uh, against Rowdy Telez. No. Uh, the guy is one of the guys I looked at with, if you kind of like, you know, need one guy for two spots, um, in Pittsburgh, Jared Triolo is a second and third base eligible. He's been on fire lately. He had, uh, he had four hits on Saturday. He had two more hits today. Um, there was a note. I think it was Rob DiPietro noted that he he changes his swing and apparently seen the ball better, but he has uh, four, five multi-hit games in his last seven. Uh, his last six, actually. He won those games he pinch hit in. Um, another guy. Like, you're just kind of getting someone that's swinging the bat really well. Uh, Pittsburgh's playing pretty well right now. You mentioned that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like Triolo playing every day and a guy that uh, can get you coverage at middle and corner. If you need like an extra pitcher, that sort of thing. I think he's a valuable little piece for this final week. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and you know, it's just the one thing it's been hard to keep track of who's in favor for the pirates and who's it like, has out been. of favor. That's, every that's, time I pick up uh, G one Bay or, or Connor Joe, they, they start to sit again. So I haven't, yeah. or, or Jack, Jack Sawinski, same kind of thing. Like it's just hard to find uh, who's uh, kind of warm at the time. Exactly. 
Uh, in, in Metsland, uh, along with Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty is back. Uh, he's, uh, he was only about 50% uh, rostered in the main event. Started 14 of his last 16 games. Another guy that I think is, uh, you know, playing every day, has been a, a pretty big prospect. And, you know, I think you can maybe get a hot week out of him, too. Kind of a bitter pill for me to swallow. He was one of those uh, late round draft picks that. And you guys held, right? Held. Thought yeah. it was going to pay out from the, and that was the worst live main drafted this year. I think part of the 700 club. Um, and you know, and then we couldn't hold on to him forever. And now of course he's doing something, but that's, that's young players in a nutshell. Sometimes they take a while to kind of click. They, they do. I think that, uh, you know, there's the kind of guys last week and a play almost every day. That's what I'm looking for this last week is just at bats at bats at bats. Yep. If a guy goes one for 19, it happens, um, but I'm hoping I just the ones I hate this final week. There was you look at the end of the week, and the guy was like three for eleven, or and didn't play sat half the games. Like I, those drive me nuts. Oh, just, yeah, just give me at bats. If they don't work out, I'm fine with that. But I want guys that are playing every day, and that's that's kind of my main goal this final week is how do I how I try to attack it. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I hate when I have guys that play three games this week. Yeah, me too. Which is a note to uh, make sure as you're setting lineups tomorrow, make sure you check all the lineups tomorrow because that's uh, it's big. If you got guys in your bench that you're usable and guys in playing tomorrow, um, you know, or Tuesday, whatever the first game their 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 week is, you know, definitely uh, watching the uh, watching the, the lineups that come out this week is even more important than normal. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely. And keep in mind, Yankees Diamondbacks 105 Eastern Time, 10 o'clock in the morning. Jeff, terrible. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And if you're in an A only league or an N only league that locks early because of that, thank you guys. Appreciate you. There's there's lot there's leagues locked like, for the whole week at the first game too, right? Yes, there are. And there are only four games tomorrow, otherwise total. So what you're telling me is by the time I have lunch tomorrow, Giancarlo Stanton will be over five. He will, and then you'll have to wait six hours for the next game to start because then there's only three late games: uh, Texas uh, uh, Texas Angels, Houston Seattle, and San Diego San Francisco. Jeff Stanton's hitting 189. He's not going to make it. He's not, not going to make it. Make it. But he, he's really hot to that cleanup it. still. I mean, it's it's an that's the Yankees. They just got eliminated. I mean, that's them in a nutshell right there. 189. Yeah. And I just keep putting him in the lineup every week. Yeah, well, he's got you 24 homers. Yeah. Great. Only 58 RBI and 43 runs scored. I mean, I mean, he missed 60 games or whatever, but yeah, still, um, still, 189 yeah. is just whew, 273 OBP. Like that is brutal. He's stolen one base in the last five years. I mean, he, he cannot run. He can't you know? run. And I know that a lot of it's like they don't want him to get hurt, but he can't run. It's crazy. It's amazing that he got 33 games in in the outfield this year. I thought I he was going to be that. DH only again, but. Yeah. yeah, he he cannot play the outfield. They just not can't right put him in the air, out there. Not well, at least. But one eighty nine, yeah. my gosh, just it keeps it's just it's crazy. And that and he signed for a bunch of money. Like it just it's it's rough right there. It is. Um, let's see. Let's look at starting pitchers. Uh, it's one of those weeks where you know you just need somebody that's going to go out there and throw. It's interesting. Last year was that half week, so like starters were impossible to find. They were just there was mm-hmm. only three days because the the weird strike stuff or the lockout stuff last year season started in the middle of the week so we ended a full week this week so most guys are starting at least once we don't know how many innings are going to throw but the the like need to like find guys who are starting games was not quite as crazy as last year when you know half the guys weren't starting at all um were there names you really liked this week i think that probably shane bieber was the top of a lot of list he was about half rostered in the main event uh didn't pitch great his first outing went five innings looked okay i think that uh and he's at detroit that's a pretty good setup but uh 
Anybody else you guys liked, it, liked as a starting pitching this week? I mean, I saw John Means available in a couple of leagues. Yeah. And yeah, that's someone who interests me. I mean, he held the Guardians hit list until like, the, what, the seventh? Um, what, what, just imagine if he's good during the, and I know we talked about him a little bit a couple of weeks ago and we're like doubting how far and how deep yep. in the games he's going to go. K's aren't there. You're still not getting K's. He has yeah. six K's in his 17 innings so far. So, but if you could throw it's, six innings, get up two runs with the Orioles, you're going to get a win. That's true. Pretty that's good true. shot at at least. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's what you need, or if you maybe need help in ratios, you're just not going to get K's that just be aware yeah. of that. Yeah, I think that's a good arm, a good name right there. Uh, Sean Manaya is a guy that's been pitching really well yeah. and kind of been stretched out. He does face San Diego, which scares me as a lefty because he's got Tatis, Bogarts, and uh, and Manny Machado in there. But uh, I think he's someone that uh, you know will be will be decent in his start too. I like that one. Uh, what do you think about Connor Phillips for our Reds? Uh, been pitching a little bit better of late. He gets at St. Louis. St. Louis, uh, you know, just uh, needs to end the season themselves too. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Connor Phillips? I kind of like that as a as a sneaky uh, one start this week. I do too, especially because they put Arenado and Contreras on the IL. Yeah. So I mean that that was okay. That's good. I mean they they could still do some damage, and they're still going to the players that are there are still going to be motivated to beat the Reds because hey, it's the Reds. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean why not? I, it's it's going to be, I'm curious to see if Hunter green makes two starts for our reds this week too, because he was so good in his last outing. He There's could be no a chance. Week. He makes that second start. The second start doesn't matter though. Right. Well, yeah, hundred percent true. Yeah. Because they they've seen what they need to see on him, right. but if it matters, like, Oh, that's cool. It's well, a huge, it's, in fantasy, it's a huge difference maker too. It's tough. It's like that. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about the team and whether they're in the mix, but like throwing that last start is just huge for some of these guys. And like, if you look at the Cubs, Justin Steele is going to pitch twice. If the Cubs need that last game too. And that's, I mean, you get two starts from someone like that last week. It's it's the, the decisions where whether teams need to play on Sunday are just massive. There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Uh, Connor Phillips has gone seven and five. The last two outings got nine K's last time. Yeah. yeah six, I'm in. 16, 16 strikeouts the last two starts. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I like that one too. Uh, I was looking at Tristan McKenzie, but then he walked six guys today and I was, uh, I was back out. I was, was just like, uh, was that yesterday or today? Either one he already pitched. It was today. Um, yeah. he, he walked he six Detroit guys Detroit at Detroit hurt. and they K a lot. So, but he, it's also there's a non-zero chance he doesn't make that start because it just doesn't matter. I mean, if and I is, put it in a very high percentage chance, he throws three innings and they get him the heck out of there if he yep, does. Pit. Yep. Um, I like. Uh, I think you had, like Tyler McGill in New York has uh, been pitching better. I like that start against Miami. Um, the other one I kind of looked at was uh, in Oakland. Uh, this uh, Joe Boyle, one of their prospects, came up and pitched. Uh, kind of earned him himself a second start and then pitched well again. He's in a pitch against the Angels. We're talking about teams that are dead. The Angels are as dead as a dead gets right now. Um, Joe Boyle with six innings uh, with uh, with five hits, no earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts against Detroit earlier this week. Pitched well in, the, in three innings against the Padres in his first start. Um, I think he's someone that give you uh, give you six good innings against the Angels and uh, you know, hopefully not much ratio damage. You never mm-hmm. know with any kind of wins with the A's, but I think if uh, as I move down the list and some of these other names were more interesting, but I thought Joe Boyle was one you could slide through that would be pretty good. Just shows you though, like. This is a week that you're interested in A's pitchers. It just shows like what a crapshoot this is. But the, the things you'll yes. do to try to get like Paul Blackburn, two starts at Minnesota, who's already clinched at what they need to clinch, and then at the Angels to finish the season. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, <coughs> sorry, someone in the chat messed, asked about Alec March. Uh, I took him off my list. He was going to pitch tomorrow, and he was going to have two two like bulk outings. He pitched today. He's, he's been, he pitched uh, 
pushed pretty well today. Got a win. Yeah, in this bulk role, he's been getting that. He had, he had a couple wins. Um, but I kind of I, I eased off a little bit. Wait, I, I was not going to get two bulks, which I really liked. But yeah. down to one bulk is just is, is kind of hard for me to to get behind. For sure. Get there. Yeah. By the way, speaking of bulk relievers, I I have a hard time in in Yahoo friends and family getting that right. Like Ryan Pepio, I've missed multiple good outings from him because I, I there's no little I, blue green check mark next to his name. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I shame on me for relying on the Yahoo page as opposed to Riddlewire starters here's a plug um <laughs> our you know and they'll we'll say when there's a bulk reliever outing there where he's going to get the you know the massive number of innings i mean whoever does that rotowire does a good job with that oh my gosh it's, it's really good i don't know how they follow that that they must be constant around the clock following it but it's really good yep so and and the thing is i i've been trying to max the number of pitching outings so he's on my bench when he's not going but then i've missed him a couple of times including the near perfecto i'm like ah yeah, I don't. I don't want to go back and realize how many starts I missed in, in that yep. league. But uh, I do it all the time. I'm sure I miss the bad ones too. Mm-hmm. Last guy I want to ask you about, just because he's really fun. Uh, did you do anything with that with Matt Waldron, the, uh, the our new knuckleballer? No, I did not. Pitched uh, pitched well. I think it was against it was against the Giants. No, it was against uh, St. Louis. Five and two thirds, three hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. Uh, there were a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gifts on Twitter about it with his pitch. I mean, obviously knuckleballs look really cool, but. Um, I think he's someone that like he pitched really well. He's that's that's uh three straight times he's gone over five innings. The last two have been really good, two earned, earned runs and one and run. San Diego's gonna score some runs. Uh, they're playing pretty well right now. You mentioned nine in the last ten. Uh, I like him this week against the Giants. I think that's a start you could stream this week. Yeah. Um, and the Giants could be done. I mean, they could be done by that time they get there. He could be done tomorrow. Um, I think yeah. I, I let's go ahead and just say they are done. It is Webb versus Snell tomorrow. Oh, that's a fun game. Yeah, it is. Uh but Presumably, the, the the Giants will be done. Cy Young is locked up for Snell now, right? I think his I think last, so. I think his last like three outings, I uh, locked it up. Yeah, when he locked down the Dodgers, I thought that was like that was good enough. That ended it for me. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really close. With the, you could go with the the Striders, the best pitcher argument, or the Justin Steele argument. But I think that I think Snell's one of these last three starts. Yeah, I think so too. Um, let's see. Let's get a, a few relievers and a few players, and we'll jump out of here. But first, a note from our sponsored Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat or humidity is going to do really do to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or how bad the air is, the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions that is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10, for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it'll be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can access the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every half hour of every Major League Baseball game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. Jeff James MacArthur in uh, Kansas City. Uh, last 12 and nice out, last 12 outings, 12.1 innings. 13 strikeouts, uh, no walks, no runs. Uh, got three saves, had a couple saves this week. Uh, pitching really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, 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 it's interesting because everyone was bidding on Taylor Clark for a while. Yep. Uh, you know, Carlos Hernandez forever. Carlos Hernandez, everybody's going to, this is the trade deadline pick of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, MacArthur just got destroyed in his first outing. Yeah, seven uh, runs. I saw that seven runs against the uh, Guardians. Then gave up a run in his second outing against the Phillies, but that was a two-inning job. Gave up another run in his next outing against the Cardinals. And then and then he had one other bad outing against the Mariners. Since that Mariners outing, he has been just like, you're yeah. not touching me. 
Yeah, doesn't walk anybody. Doesn't have a ton of strikeouts, but um, you know, Kinsley's playing pretty well right now. Nelson Velasquez homers every day. It seems like Bobby. Oh. Everybody, they're playing really well. They're playing hard. Um, I think that MacArthur was uh, was a good ad this week. I think that uh, he probably gets the next save up. He didn't on Saturday because he had pitched. I think he pitched on Friday. I think it was Clark that maybe got the other one. But um, I think he gets the next save up. And maybe I mean, you, know, you got last week. You steal two saves. That's a that's a huge pickup. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets treated next year. Of course, we'll see what the Royals do. But yeah, yep. yeah, who knows what? The, I mean, it's it's wild that that one outing killed him because his WHIP is under one, but his ERA is over five and a half. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that very often. Yeah, well, that's relievers, right? That's what that's what they do. It is what they do. That one blow up just sticks with you. Um, the other guy that was uh, available in a bunch of leagues is Jose Alvarado. Uh, they seem to be kind of shifting into a committee with him and Kimbrel based on matchups. Yeah. Jose Alvarado is obviously really good, um, but he had two saves this week, one eight three ERA in the year. Uh, he was obviously hurt for a while, but he's back now. Um, I think you, you're kind of hoping that whoever they face, I think they face the. Uh, they face the they face the Pirates and the Mets. You kind of hope maybe he gets a run of lefties in the middle of the lineup there. But uh, I think Alvarado, you could steal a you could steal a save or a win. You could probably get some good ratios and a few strikeouts out of that too. Another weird contender. You're not quite sure who's closing for them. Story. And and you kind of feel like they could be pretty good in a playoff series too. They they could I yeah absolutely they're dangerous very dangerous. Yeah, I think they are too. I mean it really depends on what the heck they get from Aaron Nola, but they're pretty dangerous. Yeah, but uh, the problem is they're facing the Brewers, who are also dangerous right now. They wouldn't face them in the first round, though, right? Oh, no, no. It'd be 4-5, not 3-4. Yeah, 4-5. Right. The Brewers will get whatever dregs of the Marlins, yeah. Reds, Diamondbacks are in there. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Just kidding. If we're going to slander the Giants, we got to slander the Reds. or The you know, the Reds aren't going to make it anyhow. Slander, um, the Gi- slander the Giants is way more fun, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry, Justin. Scott's not sorry, but I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but I think because you know, the, the Phillies, you got if you look at a first round matchup, they're going to get one of those dregs teams too. Like they're going to get Arizona, Chicago. I mean, I don't think Chicago's. A, I don't think Chicago's a dregs team actually. They're a plus hundred one run differential. They're they're a pretty tough little team. But I, the Cubs are weird they, though. I don't know. I, mean, they I don't know who they so badly in September. They have. They just they've gone in the tank, and I don't know who they really pitch after Steele that you're worried about. Well, um, Marcus Stroman comes back this week. Yeah. You're not stretched out. I don't know how much I worry about that. But yeah, if he was ready to go, that'd be an okay second guy. But yeah. Um, either way, I think that you really like Philly in a series over any, either of those three teams. Yeah, I think so. And then they, if they win, they face the Dodgers, who who knows about their pitching right now. I mean, obviously, the Dodgers are really good, but I can see Philly making a run. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're super dangerous. Absolutely. I think yeah. they'll be trendy. I think people will kind of like, oh, they're going to probably. They're gonna they're gonna win that next series though. They'll be dangerous, you know, yeah, because they'll yeah. be up against the Braves if they get that way. They play the Braves. They wouldn't play the Braves till the NLCS though, right? No, because oh if, yeah, because if the three seed wins, if Milwaukee yeah. wins, then they play the Braves right away. You're right. Yep, it makes it a little tougher. Yeah, yeah, but then again, they beat the Braves last year, so it's gonna be a question you probably don't answer to. Do they reseed? Is like the if the Brewers lose. Does then um, do they play the does the does the one seed always play the worst team? Uh, or is it like the NBA where it's a bracket? I'm trying matter. to think. I think it. I'm trying I to think, think what happened last I, year. The I think Phillies the ones were the six last year, right? Yeah, I think so. And You're gonna test. I'm not gonna remember on that. Beat the Cardinals and then then they beat the Braves. Um, and the Braves were the two because the Dodgers were the one. So no, they don't reseed. Really, it's just a bracket. 
I think so. That seems crazy I, to me. I need to double that. check. I think it. I think it's just a bracket. So if the six seed wins, the one seed doesn't get to play the six seed. That's wild. Yeah, because uh, oh. they didn't. Uh, the Dodgers didn't play the Phillies last year. They played the Padres. Padres oh, had that epic Padres. series against the uh, Mets. Can I ask you an honest question? Sure. Do you have last year's playoffs up on your screen, or do you just remember that? I just remember that. That's incredible. Yeah, I remember stupid. I no, remember that's really, I remember a lot of stupid stuff. I could not tell. I could not have done that. That was really good. Yeah. So sometimes you have to pause and think about it, though. But no, if you was, ask me, like, was, who won the really 2007 impressive. World Series, be like, I don't know. You know, that's the funny thing. I don't usually great. associate dates. I'm Red Sox. Kim is great with dates. Um, like figuring out, like, she remembers birthdays. She remembers. You know, oh, this was this because this and all that. Like, how do you remember that? I and then meanwhile, I I remember like every detail of every soccer loss, coaching loss I had. You know, in key games, it's it's really weird. So it's funny what we compartmentalize. Two thousand seven Red Sox, by the way. Yeah, that I could do, but I can't tell you what happened last year. I don't know. My I have good long term memory. My short term memory, I think, is gone. I think I'm just getting too old. Mm, yeah. Anybody else you went? For I hear it gets with- better. Oh, great! I can't wait for that. Um. <laughs> Any other relievers that would you, what, what do you think the Cubs do? It sounds like Adbert Azale uh, could be back on Tuesday. Will he close right away? Will he be back? Did you hold you? We hold Julian Merriweather. He got blown up once a week. And they got to save today. Um, what do you think the Cubs do this final week? Cause these are important games. I got to think they're going to want Azale to pitch. if He's ready. I think so too. I have no Azale or Merriweather. So um, don't know. Yeah. I dropped Merriweather in one spot and kept him in a couple others, but I don't think I'm going to throw him this week. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I think it's like a daily moves league. I might keep them going there, but otherwise I think I'd probably just cut them like you or yeah. Because if you're not using them this week, cut them, find somebody else. Sneaky bulk arm this week, Louis Varland. I think uh had only pitched once last week, I think, and the twins. I think we'll uh we'll uh we'll go short with some other starters. I think Varland might get uh, might get two bulk outings this week. Pair him with Bailey over, who knows? Could be, yeah. Or or with one of these early guys, they may just have uh you know have Gray or have Lopez go three or four innings and just go Varlin for three or four after that. Sure, that I, I could see that too. And they can do anything they want right now. That's the beauty of their situation. Yeah, they're Ober, they're locked in that seed. Ober's decline really was distressful for me. I mean, I I thought okay, I really got somebody here. I think he's really good. And then he had a horrible August, uh, to the point where they thought that uh, Dallas Keuchel was a better option than him. Or at least maybe they're just resetting him. I don't know. Um, Is Dallas he in Keuchel, the bullpen for them in the playoffs? Ober or Keuchel? Yeah. Ober. Ober probably is. Maybe. He's probably I don't the know. five, right? You go Ryan Gray, Lopez, Maeda. Yeah. I mean, the thing is. They got, I mean, they got good pitching. Yeah, they do. They're, they're dangerous. Bailey Ober is 366-113. But, he's been really good. I, I, oh, yeah. I, he's I, had a great year. He just had that stretch where he, he was so bad yeah. he got sent down. I just I I knew he had a bad stretch. I thought it was so bad that he was probably like over like four three or something like that. I didn't realize that actually that his overall numbers were as, as good yeah. as they were. And you talk about a bad stretch, like he gave up six once. He's got two starts against Oakland and then Coors Field this week, but yeah. But the 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 the, the Rockies lineup is like yeah whatever. Yeah. Giving up 21 homers and 132 innings. It could be better. I like him. Uh, I like him coming out of the pen in a playoff game, gassing for two, three innings, though. I do, too. I, do I too. like that. Yeah. I love when a team has someone like that they can throw out there. If the starter, you can, ha- you can have a quick hook with the starter. Sometimes you need a playoff game, and you, you have a guy who can come in that could be really good. I think that's really valuable in the playoff series. For sure. Yeah. A couple of guys I wanted to talk about real quick before we get out of here. Um, speaking of next year, what do you do with Kyle Schwarber? Have you looked at his line this year? 
Basically. Um, it's like, again, he's, like killer batting a, average. and But he's 100-100 in runs and RBIs. Yeah. And he has 45 runs hitting buck 98. Yeah. I, it, I, I didn't know. I knew he was, I knew he was low average. I knew he was high home runs. I did not know he was a hundred hundred. So that's like elite in three different categories. And then absolutely deaf in one. Like he's like the, he, he's kind of like the Dwight Howard of baseball right now. You know, <laughs> he gets you all this volume and attempts. Right. So that but way, the 38% free throw shooting, he just kills you in that category. Like he yep. kills you, you know, 566 at bats at hundred at 198 is with, just, by the way, with zero steal. So he's deaf in two categories. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but the he's way, also the, the such 10, a plus in the other three. Yeah. The 10 steals last year are still driving me nuts, by the way. It's the, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the type of line that breaks earned auction value. You know, it really does. That's a, because, that's, a good, that's a good point. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Like it says it's worth, he's worth a $20 player, but you know, is he? Because you have, it just, you absolutely are, Get you're killing yourself in one category, or you have an active punt category. Or maybe he's exactly the type of guy you buy at a discount, thinking he can't possibly have that low of an average. And if he hits 250 again, you know, okay, then yeah. you've got a huge win. Hell, if he hits 230, you've got a huge win. Yeah, but he could go Joey Gallo on you, and you should never go full Gallo. Uh, you know, Joey Gallo is at 43% strikeout rate this year. Uh, he's hitting 177. That's it's that's and, four and straight 40 RBI under. and 39 runs. That's oh. that's the other thing. Just he's not even he's helping. He's a half a category player with 21 homers. Four straight years under 200 for Gallo is that is rough. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with that? I think the guy that, that was pretty like unanimously like we don't want to reach for this guy next this year after last year with Dylan Cease. Everybody liked him, but realized all the other metrics he was really lucky, especially in the second half last year. Uh, all that luck bounced back the other way. He's a four six six ERA guy right now. He still mm-hmm. has two hundred and seven strikeouts, but a one four two WHIP. The walks finally came back to bite him. He's over a ten percent walk guy. Uh, what the heck do you value this guy next year? Is it somewhere in between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three? Obviously, the stuff is really good. His K rate's down a little bit, but still strikes out a ton of guys. Two hundred strikeouts is super valuable. But what do you do with someone like this? Uh, go back to where I used to be and. In- which is don't don't get him. I, I got him uh, in yogurt. You know, I was like, oh, okay. I, I I'm not I'm not a cease guy, but when he's at pick, right? Yeah, you know, I'll take the bargain. Oh, right? You're like, I don't need two, why he's there. I don't need the two two ER. Just give me three six and we'll be fine. But it's four six. Yeah. I just think the whips always gonna be really bad unless he gets insanely lucky, which makes it tough. And you don't want your ace to be a bad whip guy. Like you take the, you know, if he's your fourth starter, okay. You know, when he's your one first or second starter, eh, I'm giving up the whip already. I don't like that. But what if you don't have to pay that kind of price next year? Then I might be on it. Uh, we'll see. That's the key is like, where the, is the he? K's are going to push his price back up though. Yeah. I feel like he's nasty. I, I think you're like, how can I turn down 200 K's? And then it'll go in the f- fourth round again or the fifth round in the main. And I probably won't be on that. Especially because you got think, whites. I don't like, think it'll go that early because I think if people didn't like him last year and then he kind of, everybody's prophecy came true this year. I wonder if he's like a seventh round guy. It's possible. I think it's the starting pitching inflation. In the you're NFL probably right. Probably, you probably can't get that far. Yeah. It's just going to be like 200 K's. End of story. End of argument. And I'll be like, okay, whip. Uh, end of argument. Um, I don't know. White Sox. I give you the White Sox. That's the God, other thing. What the, the White Sox. What a just a mess that franchise is. Just, yeah. Train wreck right now. 
Good times in Chicago. If the it, especially if the uh, the Cubs spit the bit this week, it's a, it's. I love Chicago. I, I lived there for a long time. I love the city, but it's going to be a bad bad time sports wise right now. Dude, but, the Bears are horrible. Oh, and they're just they're embarrassing too. That's the you know that's the thing. It's just it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to be a clown show. I mean, they are so bad. No, it's that game was that game was horrendous today. Last thing before we get out of here, who are the top five closers next year for you? It's Devin Williams, Emmanuel Clase, Josh Hader, Felix Bautista. That's four of the five, right? I mean, Bautista, you don't know. Um, there, there's definitely he- healthy and throwing well in spring. Probably top five, right? Yeah, probably. But I mean, just this, this is enough to cost him. But I mean, he was so darn good. So- Hader's the guy I'm taking first. I just feel like he had one bad stretch in his entire career. Um, so I'll take him. You're going hater for I'll go I'll go Devin Williams first. Fair. That's fair. I could see it. I, I I feel like, you know, we were talking about this the other day. It's like um the Mariano aspect where he's not the top rated reliever because maybe the strikeouts aren't the same, you know, and all that. Maybe he's not projected for the most saves, but I mean, but hater, you just know what you're getting every year. And you know, oh, again, right. yeah. The the lack it just he threw 53 innings this year, which is crazy, but that's because the, the Padres are stupid and they do stupid things. And that's not going to be forever. I, I feel like that's just one of those things where I just like, okay, fine. Um, to answer your question though, on the fifth guy on that list. Is it, is it Edwin Diaz? Is it Doval? Is it David Bednar has been unbelievable this year? Yes, he has. Um, and you got Jordan Romano in there. Like, they, like that's like the, that's probably the top nine, right? Our top eight right there. Yeah, Alexis Diaz is kind of like leaking a little oil lately. I'm yeah, a little I think worried he's, about him. I think he's outside the group we just named. I think so too. I think Iglesias is another sneaky guy just to keep going oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's with. true. Yeah, he's. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm. I'm curious to see what Houston does because, um, this is actually Ryan Presley has kind of had some bad outings, but then again, he looked. He's got a 1048 whip. That's still pretty good. But yeah, 377 ERA. But you, usually, you know, just. Keep getting the guys that you know have the job because yeah, there's nothing I'm gonna, worse than. I'm going to put a Glacies on that list. I think you're right. That's a good call. He's 279, 118, 29%, mm-hmm. 30 percent strikeout rate on a great team. Uh, I think he's, I think that's a top nine right there for sure. Yeah. Is there one we'll that be, you just won't touch? I don't think I've gotten there. I don't, I weirdly like, I need to look at Jordan Romano. He's been on my team. Every time I think I watch him, he, he pitches badly, but then I look at his numbers are really good. So, yeah. Um, the guy, I mean, he's got a higher whip. He's at one point two. So yeah. Um, what do you do with Edward Diaz? I mean, it was a knee injury. Do we just think that he's rolls back in and is as awesome as he's always been? I, I just, I think this is a classic wait and see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dissemble. Um, I'm gonna get the mealy mouth answer for you there because I need to see how he's doing. I don't, I, I'm not, I, I don't play in the meatball league, so I can wait. I'm allowed to yeah. wait. I do XFL and then he'll come up in auction this year in November. So at first pitch Arizona. So that'll, that'll be where I am first put to the test. So we'll and you see. say, wait, and you're just trying to look at like spring training, make sure he's throwing hard and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Just make sure there's no setbacks with the knee. Make sure yeah. he's throwing hard. Make sure that, um, uh, for, so I will have to make some decisions. Obviously I have to make a projection in November. Um, I'll probably be back in on him. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to with a knee injury. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you want to see. I mean, obviously, I assume he's in shape and everything's going to be good. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, but two spring training outings, and I think we're kind of back to where we were with him. I think we need to uh, think about uh, who else. Uh, 
uh, I think we need uh, Seattle. Uh, we need to think about. Um, God, why am I so Munoz? Munoz. I think we need to think about Munoz in that equation too. Depending on what they do uh, in the off season, but I mean, he's he's a darn good pitcher. Um, he's had some hiccups since the Seawall trade, but I think for the most part, he's he's a guy that breathes fire. I think I want him. I think I might get. Him. I think he, I think I could get him cheaply, relatively but, uh, cheaply. Johan Duran in that uh, that top ten too, probably. Probably. Yeah, he's probably Close. he probably rounds out that top ten. We probably named the top ten right there. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. I look forward to draft season. Yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot more closers. I feel like I that got to the a lot more. They got to twenty saves, and I think more they got to thirty than usual. I have to fact check that statement though. Um. What about Tanner Scott? You realize how really, good Tanner Scott has been this year? I, I very much do. He's been very good. And since he's been the closer, he's been really good, too. 98 strikeouts and 74 and two-thirds, too. Yeah, that'll work. Cut yeah. his cut his walk rate in half from last year, too, which is yeah. always always his big problem. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what he he, he does. I'm Well, we'll see what the Mar- Marlins do in the offseason, too. They might bring in another closer, and then we'll, we'll, that'll be – pointless conversation he also has nine wins which boosts up his vo- like his like earned auction value right i'm really worried what's going to happen with uh sandy Alcant- alcantara there just because uh, i'm worried that he's going to need something some kind of surgery i hope not but yeah timothy tunks by the way also says evan phillips uh someone we should think about too i agree um so we have about 15 guys in our top five <laughs> top 10 uh i just think i mean I really like Evan Phillips. I just think the way the Dodgers use everybody, you're never going to get 35 saves out of them. For sure. Well, part which of their problem, and part of their is problem nasty. is they win by too much. <laughs> it is. But he's thrown 58 innings this year, and he has 23 saves. Yeah. And he's really, he's really good. His ERA is 0.84, or WHIP is 0.84, which is bonkers good. Yeah, it is. Is there a car chase going on with a golf cart? Where? Oh, oh I, thought had, I thought you had the news on. I thought you were looking up. Oh, no. I, I switched over to... Uh, I have breaking news. Police in pursuit of a golf cart. Oh, this is awesome. I have to switch over to that now. <laughs> Only it in is. LA right there. Yep. It's I'm not crazy, in, right? That's actually like happening right now? On Oxnard Street uh, in San Fernando Valley. So... <laughs> oh, that was a hard turn for that, too. I mean, it's not really a pursuit because he's going like 15 miles an hour. He Yeah, he's going... Oh, he's going... Yeah, <laughs> that is insane right there. Only that, in LA. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good way. Anything else on your mind, Jeff? Before we jump out of here, uh, just uh, again, want to thank everybody for listening. Obviously, uh, we really have a good time doing this. We, I think yeah. Jeff and I, we get off every episode. We're like, oh, we had to so much stuff to do on Sunday. Then we get we had to do this. Then we like realize how much enjoy enjoyed it. So yeah, uh, we'll probably do and, something in the off season at some point. But we sure. do need a break at the same time, so we'll do that and. Yeah, but yeah, uh, just hey, thank. We just appreciate everybody tuning in all the time, saying the nice things to us, being active in the uh, the chat. Uh, also, you know, this is the only baseball pod that we get to do in the in the Yahoo chat room too. So, kind of appreciate uh, DJ and Alan for allowing us to keep this community going too, because football does it. Football's great; it pays the bills, but it, it's you know uh, this. You guys been so active and that what's which is allows us to keep the live uh, yahoo chat room going too so appreciate those guys as well yeah no it's been uh, it's been very fun the chat's always fun it's good to hear everybody and everybody talks about each other too which is cool too so we do appreciate it um obviously uh we'll be back at some point here we'll probably do a couple off season something or other if jeff's up for it and i'm up for it but uh 
we'll definitely have a good little break, and then we're back uh, talking more drafts in uh, in February, March, wherever we start this thing up again. Indeed. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody, again. Hope uh, your end of season works out really. Hope the last week treats you well. Hope everybody has a good, uh, good final week here. Take care.